Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming the program author I. Kaufman Ehrenberg, MD, and he is the author of Killing Vincent, The Man, The Myth, and The Murder. Irv, how are you? I'm great. How are you today? Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I'm a retired ear surgeon, and I was effectively Vincent's ear doctor because I diagnosed his inner ear disease at the 100th anniversary of his death as the cover article to JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association. I proved that he did not have a seizure disorder or epilepsy as a basis for his attacks. He had, in fact, an inner ear disease called Meniere's disease, and he wrote in his own letters in his hand that he had la vertige or vertigo. There is no other translation for the word la vertige than vertigo, and that's the hallmark needed to make the clinical diagnosis of Meniere's disease. So who did you write your book for? Who's the target audience here? Well, anybody that has heard of Vincent Van Gogh, loves art, is fascinated by Vincent's story. He's an iconic artist. I mean, people either love him or hate him, but most people really love him. And I think they will be fascinated to learn that the myth that's been around since his death is a false narrative. It was created as a cover-up to his murder. He was murdered because of an honor killing. Now, if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? Well, there's a lot of missing parts in the history and what's known about the death of Vincent. So much is already known about Vincent's life. I mean, there's movies and books and articles about his life, but there's almost nothing written about his death. And so trying to piece together the dots and connect them reminds me very much of what Oliver Stone had to do in the movie JFK to piece together the bits and pieces of the known facts with what was speculated to have happened. And so the book series, that whole genre of the assassination of JFK are critical to connecting the dots and solving a mystery. And so the book that I would say was Mark Lane's Rust to Judgment in 1992 and there's a whole series of other books in that genre. What initially made you believe that this was a murder? Well, when I did that research for the JAMA article in 1990, I only had three pages to make my case that he had Meniere's disease and not epilepsy. But at that time, something just didn't smell right in my research, and I never believed that Vincent committed suicide. But I didn't really have a chance because I was busy as a practitioner until I retired. And then I saw the movie Loving Vincent. And I was convinced that the true story of Vincent's death and his murder had to be told. And so I started doing the research that was a continuation of what I'd been doing 30 years ago and brought together all the information. And I followed all the dots and fell down a lot of rabbit holes and found out some amazingly interesting things that have been sort of pushed under the carpet, so to speak. What was the reason for the murder? It was an honor killing. Vincent fell in love with the daughter of Dr. Gachet, and the doctor didn't want Vincent in the family. We're doing a movie script basically on that story. 
based on the research in the book. I don't really want to tell too much, but that should be enough of a peaking interest to follow this to its conclusion. Now, in regards to the forensic studies related to the revolver found in the field 60 years after his death, whose gun was it and how did he get possession? Well, we don't know that he ever did get possession. That would be a major speculation. The gun that they found 60 years later was attributed to the inn owner, Gustave Revault. But there's no documentation or confirmation of this. It's all speculation. And even if it was Ravu's gun, there's no proof that Vincent had the gun. There's no proof that Vincent used the gun. And there's no proof that who else might have shot Vincent if they have the gun. So the gun that was found conveniently in the wheat field near where they thought he might have done it got its own series of questions and speculation. The gun that was found is a seven millimeter pin-fired black powder bullet. And that's important because the bullet needs to be found in Vincent or in his grave and matched to the gun to confirm that, first of all, that he was shot and not knifed, and that the bullet that is in Vincent would fit in the gun. If it doesn't fit in the gun, then that gun was just circumstantially placed there inadvertently or on purpose. So the really critical thing to answer the question, was Vincent Van Gogh shot with a revolver? The forensics people would need to have a bullet and match it to the gun. And there were other guns known to be in and around Auvers-Ruisse at the time, and they are different caliber. So what caliber is the bullet in Vincent or in his grave is absolutely critical to answering that question. So in your opinion, what's the significance of the presence or the absence of a powder burn in the black powder bullet era? Well, a black powder burn, which was not observed in Vincent, wasn't described, although the people who made the description described very detailed uh, purple and tan brown circumferential discoloration around the small pea-sized entry wound in Vincent's left upper belly. But they definitely did not say or mention a powder burn. The significance of the powder burn is a black powder bullet is powder that explodes. It's an explosion. It's different than the smokeless powder bullets we use now. And only 50% of the powder is burned. So the other 50% is residue. And that comes out of the gun like an acetylene torch and the powder burn fragments are red hot and they burn the skin, they burn the shirt. And this is all documented in videos on the website and outtake single frames are in the book. It's pretty dramatic. The point is that forensic people back then used powder burns to determine the distance of the muzzle of the gun to the skin for whatever crime they were trying to solve. The fact that Vincent had no powder burn would indicate that he would have had to be very much of a contortionist to get in any position to be able to shoot himself in the belly and not sustain a powder burn. So was his murder premeditated, covered up? Why and by whom? Well, it was premeditated. It was 
covered up for sure from the get-go. They started a false narrative saying that he committed suicide, that he was crazy. He's the crazy guy that cut off his ear, and he just was overwrought and everything. The fact is that after he came out of the asylum 70 days earlier, he was his most calm and serene person, and he was effectively, quote, cured of the problems that he went into the asylum with. So it is a cover-up, and there were several people who helped promote that cover-up, and there were patsies already used to redirect and misdirect and misinform people to believe that Vincent committed suicide. And who were they? Well, there's a whole list of them. Uh, There's a whole chapter in the book about that. So tell us about this secret romance. Well, Vincent painted Marguerite Gachet at least several times, sketched her, and her best friend told some interviewers many years later that Vincent and Marguerite were in love, they wanted to get married, but the doctor objected. There's also a whole series of instances where people have documented or described loud arguments coming from Dr. Gachet's house with Vincent. And these arguments were attributed to Vincent being very upset that the doctor did not frame a painting by Guillemin, a nude, a famous nude. That's, I think, a diversion as well, misinformation, that their arguments were really about Marguerite. And a later interviewer confirmed that Vincent, Dr. Gachet, his son and Marguerite were all together at the Gachet house the day that Vincent was murdered. So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your book? Well, seeing people really get into this crime, a crime of passion, a crime of honor killing. It's interesting because the big bookstore here in Denver, the Tattered Cover, was so happy with the book, they couldn't figure out where to place it in the bookstore. So they put the hardcover color version in the art section and the soft cover black and white in the crime section. And it's doing quite well. They're very happy with it. So it's very rewarding to see people really change their thinking. And it's also very important because Vincent would not really have committed suicide. It was against all of his thinking and his background and his religious upbringing and I would like to be able to exonerate him from the stigma of having taken his own life, which at that time in France, it was a crime. How would you describe your writing style? Probably eclectic. I probably write more like we would be sitting down and explaining this story over a glass of wine or a coffee. I tried to avoid it being academic. I've done the academic route in medicine. And I've tried to make it more, I guess you would call it user-friendly, more fun. So I don't go into great detail. I document some of the things I need to, but I don't really make it an academic treatise. I put it out there more as the story that it is to try and straighten out the record on Vincent's behalf, to be his advocate, so to speak. So based on your experience as a writer, What's the one recommendation you would make to authors just starting out? (laughs) That's an interesting question. I don't know that I should be the one recommending anything since this is my first non-medical book. 
So other than selling your book, of course, is there anything else you hope to accomplish with it? Well, as I mentioned, we're already starting to write the screenplay, taking some of the research from the book that's already done and refocusing and reformatting it into a movie love story, murder mystery, and honor killing. And that's actually in progress now. Do you have a website? Yes, killingvincent.com. And on the website, you can participate in the forums and continue this discussion. I will answer all the questions. You can look and read the preface. You can read the first chapter and the table of contents. And there are reviews. And there's lots of videos because it was very difficult to describe exactly what an attack of Meniere's disease vertigo would be like for a reader to assess. So I've taken multiple interviews that I've done with Meniere's patients from the media and put them on there as well so that the reader can get a sense of what these were like for poor Vincent. So that should help in that area. And there's also the important thing from the forensics point of view is all of the videos of the shooting and the reenactments are on the website so that you can see much better the actual flame coming out of the gun, the big black cloud, and some you can actually see the bullet, you can see it impact and burn the cotton shirt over the FBI forensic gel. The videos on the website are pretty dramatic. Pictures in the book are single frame captures and they work, but if you're really interested in that, I would recommend you look at the actual videos. Could you spell your name for us, please? Ehrenberg is A-R-E-N-B-E-R-G. First name is Irving or I, and the middle name is Kaufman, K-A-U-F-M-A-N. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been I, Kaufman Ehrenberg, MD, and he's the author of Killing Vincent, The Man, The Myth, and The Murder. Irv, thanks very much for being with us today. Well, thank you. That was a lot of fun. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. The Author Show podcast can be accessed at any time by visiting theauthorshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and many more. If you're an author who'd like to be featured, please visit theauthorshow.com and complete the interview request form and we may contact you. Marketing is seldom easy for authors, and The Author Show is a great way to promote your work worldwide using a high-quality interview that can make a real impact. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.